0: Right, I'm going to preach from the floor, not on the stage, just because I don't want to fall into the Baptist pool. So I hope that's okay with you. Um, Hey, I'm Joel. It's lovely to be here. It's lovely to meet all of you. If you guys are new, I just want to add my welcome. I want you guys to know you're loved before you belong. Um, You're loved no matter your actions. So if you believe, if you don't believe, that's fine. We can talk about that later, but I just want you to know you're loved. I'm part of the youth team here, so it's been amazing to see Joe grow the past few years. Awesome to see you give your life to your soul survivor and now baptised. I love you. I'm excited for your future. So when I was thinking about what to talk about today, when I was thinking about, oh, um, what should I chat about, I really felt like I should talk about love. Maybe because it's like Valentine's month, maybe because I'm single. I'm not sure, but um, <laughs> I felt like I should talk about love. And the thing is, when I think of love, I'm not sure about you, but when I think of love, I think of the Hollywood love story. Boy and girl, across the room, They have eye contact, boy walks seductively over to girl, (laughs) says a cute chat-up line, they go on dates in slow-mo, because everything looks better in slow-mo, and then they get married, they fall in love, happily ever after. When I think of love, that's what I think about. So sometimes when I hear, Jesus loves you, God loves you, when we hear these phrases what we hear in church, I think so often we can think of that kind of love. And we can limit what God's love is. I think it's very easy for us to put limitations onto God's love because we, don't know the, we can't comprehend the full idea that God loves us. Because we've grown up in this Disney world, this media outlook, where we're told what love is, we can sometimes add limitations onto what love is because we don't know the full story. And I think I was thinking about this, I was studying this, and I looked for the whole Bible. And this book is one big love story. There's so much love in here, there's so much stuff. And when you start reading about this love, you realize it's like an iceberg. On the top, we see what we think love is. We see this nice little ice. Oh, that's love. But then when we look at the Bible, when we read the word, when we look at all the different translations, we look under the sea. And we've missed such a big picture of it. We've missed such a big part of what love is. I was studying um, the Greek when I'm preparing this. The Greek word for love, and there's three different types of love in the Bible. But when it got translated back into English, it came into one word: love. And there's three different types. The first one is eros. Now eros is the most likely to be the Hollywood love. It's passionate. It's intimate. It's sexual intimacy. It is boy and girl. It is relationship. It is marriage. That's iris love. The next is filio. Filio is a strong bond. It's like a brotherly love. A stable connection. It's love what binds people into friendship. It's love you'd have for your friends. And then the third one. Agape love. Now, agape love is the closest thing we can see to God's love. Agape love is self-sacrificing love. It's loving people without motive love. It's loving people, unlimited love. It's unconditional love. Agape love is the action of love. Agape love is the motivation for an action. This is the best type of love to describe God's love for us. It's the best type of love to describe God's love for the world. Love without limit. Love without need for reward. Love without motive. Agape love. So I was thinking, this is really cool. I didn't just want to come up here and go, woo, agape love, Jesus loves you, goodbye. I wanted to try and show what it meant. I got reason. I thought, how am I meant to talk about this in 20 minutes? How am I meant to comprehend God's love for us in 20 minutes? And God showed me this passage in Isaiah 3. I'm going to read it again, and then we're going to look at it. Up. The Lord said to me, Go show love to your wife again, though she is loved by another man and is an adulteress. Love her as the Lord loves Israel, though they turn to other gods and love sacred raisin cakes. Point number one, if you're taking nights, um, note takers or world changers, if you're taking notes. Point number one is God is knocking. When we look at the first verse. It goes, The Lord said to me, Go show love to your wife again. Though she's loved by another man and is an adulteress. In other translations, she's a prostitute. And this is interesting because if you look at the Old Testament, there's a back and forth relationship with Israel and God. They go, God, we love you. You part the Red Sea. You're amazing. Then they go, oh, God, we're hungry, so I'm going to build a statue to someone else. And they go, oh, God, sorry for building a statue. I love you again. You're amazing. And they go, oh, no, I'm scared. So I'm going to eat raisin cakes or whatever. It's, there's a back and forth between God loving them and them turning away from God. And what I want emphasis? It's going, Jose is going, Jose, go love your wife again. <clears throat> again means this is not the first time. Again means this is repeated action. Again means it's going to show you love again. And this whole thing is talking about God's character because it's going like the Lord has loved Israel. So this is telling me about God's character. So what's it telling me is God's knocking on the door of my life, going, let me love you again. Who's seen Harry Potter? Um, If you end up, awesome. A few of us, a few of us haven't. Some of us think it's all the devil. Um, Harry Potter (laughs) is, um, in the first one, they don't want Harry to get his letter to go to the school, so they took Harry, his aunt and uncle the Dursleys, took him to this island in this castle. It's a storm going on; it's kind of like Stormcrow outside, and it's all going on. And they don't want Harry to get his letter. And then they hear this massive knock on the door, and they hear it again. Me. <coughs> and then the door is knocked down, and Hagrid is standing there with his letter. And when I read this, this is how I think this looks. God, every day, is coming to my life, knocking on the door, going, I love you. He's knocking on the door of my life, going, even though you turned away from me, I love you. He's chasing me down in love. This is speaking about God's character. God is persistent in love. He's coming to my life every day, going, I love you. He's knocking on the door of my life, even though I did that. Even though we could be carrying that shame. Even though we did those actions. Even though we thought that. Even Even though we turned from him. He's knocking on the door of our life. Going, let me love you. Not because of anything you've done, but because of everything I've done. Let me love you. God is knocking on the door of our life. Point number two. God is the God of the extra mile. Let's look at verse two. <clears throat> so I brought her for fifteen shekels of silver, and a b- about a homer and a leekel of barley. Now I read this, and this confused me, because he brought his wife. He brought her like he brought pro- like he, you'd buy a prostitute in those times. But he didn't need to. You see, his wife was his wife. They were in a contract. They were in a binding agreement that they're to love one another and they're to be married. It's like me taking my laptop back to the store going, hey, can I buy this again? Even though I own it. It's confusing. So we've got to think about it deeper. What's Hosea communicating? And what Hosea is saying is going, I can pay what everyone else pays for you. I can give you what everyone else gives you. Not because you deserve it. Not because I need to. But simply because I love you. Hosea is going. I see everyone else paying that for you, so I'm going to pay it. Because I can give you what everyone else gives you. When you love someone, you go the extra mile. Not because you need to, but because you want to. For example, my dad saved up for a few years to buy this expensive present for my mum. Not because he needed to, but simply because he loved her. You go the extra mile for someone when. You love them. And God is the God of the extra mile. He's gone the extra mile for us. You see, imagine you had a product. It's your favorite product. it's amazing. You put your heart into it. it's your baby, you've created this product, and you love it. And you give it to someone, you go, "Hey, I am trusting you with that. Evolve it, create it, use it." And then imagine, imagine if they broke the product. Not only did they break it, they turned away from you. They broke the relationship. They left you. They broke your trust. And they took it away and they said, I don't need you anymore, even though you created it. We as humans, we'd go, oh, I'll leave them. Cut them out of your life. No need. Snakes everywhere. But the thing is, we did that to God. We did that to God. God gave us this gift of life. He gave us this gift. And he goes, Here, here's your life. Go, go and live it. Love, follow me. I'm giving you this product. Go and live your life. And the thing is, we turned away from God. Every single day, we turned away from God. We go, God, we don't need you. Or, I don't need you now. I can come back later, I don't need you now. We turned away from God. We broke his trust. We broke the relationship, not because of what he did, but because of what we did. And now, normally, if that happened, we as people go, I'll leave them. But God said no. He was in heaven he saw us down there going oh you've made a mess oh you did that as well oh you're doing that as well that's not good he saw that we made a mess he didn't just stay up in heaven going hey look that's fine you've wasted it I'll leave you no he came down to earth and going oh well you've made a mess let me clear it up when you walk in a baby's been eaten what they've been trying to eat there's food everywhere they haven't got much in the mouth but they've tried you don't storm in and go, how dare you not eat that? How dare you made a mess? You go, oh, they don't understand. Let me help it clear up. Let me help you. Let me help you clean up that mess because you can't do it by yourself. And this is what God did. He went, oh, wow, well, you've made a mess. You've made a real mess. Let me clear up because you can't. Let me help you because you can't. Let me love you let me clean up the mess. Like Hosea brought his wife to go, my my love is sufficient for you. God brought our lives, not because he needed to, not because we deserved it, but because he simply loved us. He simply cared for us, went, you can't do this by yourself. I'm going to love you. Point number three. It is simply love. Verse three. Then I told her, you are to live with me for many days. You must not be a prostitute or be intimate with any other man. And I will behave the same way towards you. So what is God? What is Hosea saying? He's going, hey, look. I've brought you I've shown you I can give you everything you need. Now just allow me to love you. Allow me to be there for you. My love is sufficient for you. You don't need to do that anymore. You don't need to go and sell your body because my love is sufficient for you. I have a better deal for you. Hosea is going, I've got a better deal for your life. I can give you what everyone else gives you. And you don't have to go out of the way for it. You just perceive it. <clears throat> Imagine you have a job. And the job pays you £7 an hour. And it's a cool job. Like, you have fun sometimes. But you go home every day feeling worse about yourself. Feeling miserable. Feeling down. But then someone came along and goes, Hey, I've got a job for you. I'll pay you £100 an hour. And you'll be happy. You'll be fulfilled. It'll be good. You would jump to that conclusion. You go, okay, I'm going to tell that job because it's the better deal. Now, a lot of time, and I get this, a lot of time, religion can seem like the worst deal. It can be like, you must do this, you must do that, you can't do this, you can't do that. It feels like a worse deal, so no wonder we go, nah, I'm good. I don't need that. It's a bad deal. I'm happy here. Like I might be a bit sad sometimes, but I'm good. Um, But the thing is, I'm here to go, religion might be the worst deal, but a relationship with God is the better deal. The relationship with God is God simply going, hey, look, I have paid for you. Hey, look, I love you. Hey, look, I can fulfill you. Simply come to me and feel this. Simply give your life to me and feel this fulfillment you've never felt before. Feel this love you've never felt before. Feel this all because I've paid the price. You don't need to do that stuff anymore. Come and love me. And the thing is, we'll stop doing the other things and we'll stop doing other actions not because religion tells us to not because we think we ought we must we should but simply because we don't need that to fulfill us anymore we don't need that to fulfill our life anymore because god's love is greater god's fulfillment is greater god's arms of love of acceptance is greater and i just want to talk to the christians in the house for a second when we hear this talk you can simply go, oh, that's fine, Joe. I know that. Jesus loves me. See you in heaven. Woohoo! it's all fine. But the thing is, I'm not sure about you, but I need to be reminded of this every single day of my life because I so often get back into the habit of getting my fulfillment from earthly things, getting my acceptance, my love from earthly things. And the reason for that is because I spend more time with humans than I do with God. Every day... As a Christian, I need to realign my perspective of God going, Joel, I've got everything you need. I've got everything you need. I love you. I will fulfill you. So as Christians, I just want to challenge you guys. Do you actually know God's love? Do you know the agape love? Can you see that? Have you realigned yourself today with God's fulfillment? Agape love is incredible. The gap in love, when you understand the meaning, is amazing. But the thing is, it's the closest definition to God's love. But we can't actually describe it, because it goes in John. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in him. You see, God and love are interchangeable. They're the same thing. We can't describe God, and we can't describe love, because they're the same. And so I was thinking about this. Okay, if God's love... Then, when you see a child running into their mother's arms, you see God's love. When you see that strong friendship and someone backing someone else, you see God's love. When you feel that love you have for someone else, you feel God's love. Every day, when we see those glimpses and purest forms of real love, we see glimpses of God. Every day we God reminds us of who He is through how we love one another. We see glimpses of love when we see each other. And the question is, when people walk through these doors, when people walk into your lives, do they see glimpses of God or not? Because when we love people we're showing them glimpses of God. Do we love people? Or not. And it's really this simple, guys. God is simply going, My child, I love you. My child, I care for you. He simply goes, God. He goes, I've seen that you've messed up. I've seen those actions you've done. I see those things you've done. I see those things you will do and I've forgiven them all, and I've accepted you. Why? Because I simply love you. He goes, I see your shame. I see that shame you've been carrying all your life, those things you haven't told anyone. I see how much shame you've been carrying. And I will take that shame off you. Why? Because I simply love you. He goes, I see that loneliness you feel. I see that pit in your stomach you feel. when, Even if you're surrounded by people, you still feel lonely. I see that. And he goes, I'm going to fill it up. I'm going to be your fulfillment. I'm going to be your friend. Why? Because I simply love you. He goes, I see sometimes you walk by yourself. I see your desires. I see those things you want to do, but you're not sure if you'll be able to do them. He goes, I'm going to help you. I'm going to walk alongside you. Why? Because I simply love you. Some of us are coming here today and we've been carrying weight on our shoulders. We've been carrying something that feels like a weight on our shoulders for so long. And God goes, I'm going to carry that weight. I'm going to carry your burden for you. Why? Because I simply love you. The thing is about all this is a lot of the time we can think, okay, our love, God's love for me is dependent on my actions. But God's loved you since before you were born. God's love for you isn't dependent on your actions, but it's dependent on this one action of dying on the cross. So today, some of us in here, we've known God for a while. We've been Christians, we know God's love. And in a minute we're going to do a response. And for some of us, it'll be as simple as going, Hey God, help me realign my perspective with your love. Help me realign my perspective for your love. Others, are, others of us in here used to know God. We used to think we felt this love. But then we turned away from one reason or another. And today we're going to give you a chance to go, simply go, God, okay, I love you again. I want to feel that love again. I want to feel that fulfillment again. I want to feel that acceptance. Again, God, I've tried to do this by myself, but I can't. Then others of us, this is the first time you've heard about this This it's the first time you've been given an opportunity to go okay God I love you okay God I want to walk with you and let me tell you if any of those options are you today if you accept God if you go okay God come here this will be the last decision you make by yourself God will walk with you you will walk with God God will fulfill you God will make you never feel alone again. God will lift shame while he's on way off you because he simply loves you. He simply cares for you. And he simply goes, I love you so much. I care for you so much. Just come and walk with me and feel it. That's all you need to do, walk with me and you can feel this love. You can feel this acceptance. You can feel this joy. You can feel this self-birth, this identity. Is agape love. It's simply love. Amen.
1: Jesus put it simply to Christians and to not yet Christians those who've loved God all their lives and those who've never known that love before I stand at the door of your heart and I knock if anyone hears my voice and opens the door of their hearts I will come in And effectively it says there'll be a great feast, a great richness together. And so we recognize as God's been speaking to us through Joel's words. For those of us who've known that love all our lives to realign ourselves. That it so easily and quickly becomes about us. And what we do about our actions rather than his love being poured into us. And we're sorry and we receive your love as if for the very first time because we need it today like never before. And for those of us who have had memories stirred of times when they've known God's love, but that seems far away now. It seems distant because life and circumstance and issues and relationships and disappointments have squeezed that love out of our lives. And we've turned in other and different directions. And some of us today are saying, I'm coming back to this love. I'm coming back to what the Bible calls our first love. I'm coming back all over again. And his arms, the Bible says, just open wide for us in this moment. And then there are others of us. Perhaps we've heard of God's love. We've heard people talk about it, or maybe this is the very first time. And we're going, I need that in my life. Today, more than any other day, I'm hearing, I'm listening, I'm understanding, I'm seeing. You love me more than I've ever understood or imagined. And I'm receiving that love. I'm opening the door of my heart. And I'm thanking you for dying on the cross for me. And I'm welcoming you in. So wherever you are in the journey today, would you join me in this prayer? Just pray simply after me as you feel able. Father, I realize today how much I need your love. Together, Father, I realize today how much I need your love. I realize how easy it is to live without you. I realize how easy it is to live without you. To look for fulfillment in other things. To look for fulfillment in other things. To believe that other things will satisfy me. To believe that other things will satisfy me. I realize today I was made for God's love. I realize today I was made for God's love. And I receive into my life all that Jesus did on the cross. And I receive into my life all that Jesus did on the cross. And I know this is a prayer. And I know that this is a prayer that you will always answer. That you will always answer. So in this moment I receive your love. In this moment I receive your love. And choose to live with you at the centre of my life. And choose to live with you at the centre of my life. Amen. Some of us have prayed that prayer for the hundredth, thousandth time. Some of us are praying it today and we haven't prayed it for a long time. Maybe some of us are praying for the very first time. And God hears every cry of our hearts because he's a good, good father. That's who you are. we choose to orientate our lives and our hearts away from ourselves and back onto the truth that you'll love us through and through let's stand together